This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome Nancy Guthrie. Nancy teaches Bible at her home church in Franklin, Tennessee, as well as at conferences around the world. She's a best-selling author of many books, including the Seeing Jesus in the Old Testament series. Nancy's latest book, Even Better Than Eden, is a biblical theology which helps you understand how the Bible's story changes everything about your story. She also has a podcast of her own called Help Me Teach the Bible. We're so glad to welcome you to the podcast today. Oh, so happy to be with you and your listeners today, Champ. Thank you. So what verse do you have in mind that's meant a lot to you? Well, I've got to start with the verse that I don't know why nobody ever told me I needed to underline it and understand it from the very beginning, but it might be the most important verse in the Bible because the rest of the Bible flows out of it, and that's Genesis 3.15. And in this verse, uh, God is speaking a curse on the serpent who had come into the garden and tempted Adam and Eve. And here's what he says to him. He says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So Nancy, if you were to take this verse and put it into your own words, what would you say? How would you paraphrase it? Well, once again, it's God, and he's speaking to this evil serpent, and uh, he's saying, from now on, there's going to be a conflict, Hmm. Uh, a conflict. Uh, He says, first, this conflict is going to be between you and the woman, and the woman at that point is Eve, then expands. This conflict is going to be between your offspring and her offspring offspring. Hmm. So evidently Eve is going to have children and uh, Satan is the head of a kingdom of evil. And so he says, you know, over the years to come and generations to come, this conflict between those who are the evil's offspring and offspring of the woman, meaning people who are people of faith, there's Hmm. going to be this ongoing conflict. But then he gets, goes back to being very specific. He says, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So evidently there's going to be one particular offspring who the serpent serpent is going to bruise his heel. In other words, he's going to cause him to suffer, but it won't be a death blow. Hmm. But in fact, that particular offspring, he is going to crush the head of the evil, evil serpent. He's going to put an end to him. So here we are at the very beginning of the Bible, and it explains so much of the suffering that is ahead Hmm. uh, in in the lives of people as this curse on the serpent and on the ground begins to infiltrate all of creation and everyone, and and they, they feel the input of that. 
But, you know, I don't think I ever really understood this, when what God is doing when he says, I'm going to put enmity. In, in other words, he's not going to allow his people to make a false peace with evil. Because, right. see, he, want, he, he wants us to be at enmity with Satan, but he wants us to be at peace with God. And so wow. really, this is a promise from the very beginning that God is taking the initiative in our salvation, which is driving a wedge so that we don't meet, make peace forever with the enemy of our souls. But it also is such an announcement of hope. So, the, so there's hope in the fact that we're not going to have peace forever with the one who's the enemy of our soul. But it tells us that evil is not going to have its way in the world forever. It announces that one day a baby is going to be born, and this baby is going to crush the head of evil. So here we are at the very beginning of the Bible, and honestly, in some ways, in the very third chapter of Genesis, we could think, well, the, the story of the Bible might just end right here because right. everything is terrible. And yet, really, this verse is an announcement of hope, and the anticipation of the hope, the looking for this particular person, this particular baby who is going to be born, it sets the course for the whole rest of the Bible. In fact, you and I can't understand the rest of the Bible, the Old Testament, into the New Testament, unless we understand that the Old Testament is tracing the promise of this one particular person who's going to come, who's going to crush evil. And then the right. New Testament is the revelation of that person, the coming of the person. Uh, it begins in Matthew and Luke with the birth of this particular baby. And so right here from the beginning of the Bible is the announcement of hope that the world is not going to be as broken as it is now forever. And that's really good news. Yeah, that's fantastic news. You could have picked any verse in the Bible today. So what's the story with this verse in you, Nancy? Yeah, well, you know, my hu my husband and I, Champ, have had, uh, we have a son, Matt, who's 28, and we also have had two children who lived just a very short time. Hmm. And, you know, whenever anyone goes through anything difficult, I think we all have the same question. We ask that big question, why? And, you know, for a lot of people, that question, why, they're, they look at their circumstances and they want to see in the circumstance of their life, get some kind of answer to that question. Okay, here's this good thing that happened. So that's why God allowed this bad thing to happen. Right. Or for some people, it's a very philosophical search, you know, this sense of the big picture of the world and why bad things happen. But for me, Champ, my search to try to understand why after the death of two of my children was scriptural search. I was I looked to the Bible to try to help me answer this very significant, but honestly at that point, very personal question. And I found the answer here in Genesis 3 and, and in Genesis 3.15 in particular, this curse that is announced in here in verse 15 and then again in verse 17 when it's said that the, the earth itself is going to be cursed. See, it helps me to understand that the impact of sin, the impact of the curse because of sin on all creation has infiltrated all creation, impacting even my genetic code, hmm. which is why my husband and I have had two children born with a genetic condition. And so if you ask me, why have you had two children? who born, who 
lived very short lives because of this genetic condition, I would say to you, it's because of what I read in Genesis 3.15, that the curse has infiltrated the world, all of creation, even my genetic code, which is the answer to the question why. But then, of course, once again, I don't have just the answer to the question why I have there that announcement of hope (laughs) that uh, living uh, in the reality of this curse and in its, its impact on my family's life is not going to be the way things are forever. Well, Nancy, thank you for being on today and for sharing what the Lord's taught you through some very difficult times. Would you pray this verse as we close our time together? Absolutely. Lord, I thank you for the insight you have given us into why we are living in a world where things don't work right, the weather doesn't work right, and relationships don't work right, and things are very hard as we live life in this world. So thank you for Genesis 3.15 that helps us to understand why this world is the way it is. Thank you for the promise we find in Genesis 3.15 that you have not seen fit to allow us, your people, to be at enmity with you forever, but instead you have set us at enmity with the evil one because you intend to reconcile us to yourself. So Lord, I pray to anyone who might be listening to my words right now and they have not been reconciled to you, I pray, Lord, that you would cause them to turn toward you and take hold of the promise in this verse, take hold of the hope, which means to take hold of hope in the person of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you for that hope. We thank you for that person, that one particular offspring who provides our lives with meaning and hope and purpose. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.